We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 126. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the We're Turning Up the Furnace episode. Um, You know, we think it's hot now. Um, We got something coming uh, next week that's a big old bubble. This isn't hot. It's July. Yeah, well, you know that's true. The average high is like eighty nine ninety, so you know mm. we've been we've been faring pretty good. Uh, y'all have been to the pool, haven't you? Every day. Well, we've been <laughs> floating more a lot more lately you since put- we got our kayaks. <laughs> I love it. Are you putting those got- in the pool? No, we haven't done that. Oh, okay. That'd be mean. We'd take up the whole pool. <laughs> I was gonna say there wouldn't be any room for anybody else on there. They might frown on that. <laughs> Well, you, you've taken your kayaks out on Taney Como, right? Like, every day for the last week. Really? Oh, how cool. Oh, yeah. It what? is cool. The water's cool. Well, we're, we're, okay, so where, where, do you, where do you put in? Well, we put in three different places. We put Sometimes we put in there by Scotty's Trout Dock. Okay. And float to the other side of the landing where that, there's a park, North Beach Park, uh, on the other side of Belk. Okay. On the other side of that whole parking lot, if there's not, a park. If they're not generating, we'll just kayak back to our car at Scotty Strout Dock. Oh, okay. But if they're generating, they ain't no getting back. So you just <laughs> get yeah. out at the other end of the landing. Well, yeah. I mean, if Taney Como, if, if Table Rock is letting out, it, you know, that you, you get a pretty good current. <laughs> That's what we, I've told this story before. I'm not going to tell it again, but my buddy John and I are four hour. Taney Coma trip turned into 13 hours because they did not let any water out. But oh uh, my gosh! Oh yeah. So, so okay. I have a number I call and it gives me the uh, schedule of generation. And so it tells us how many generators are turning or whatever. Yeah. Oh really? Well, but, I mean, uh, they they sounded the, the 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 horn and everything. We're like, okay, there's a horn. Let's go jump in and nothing. <laughs> it was crazy. Maybe this is one. We put in at Cooper Creek another time. And then got out at the other end of the landing, which is what, uh, four miles? Is that what you said? Okay. That's, it was four that's miles good. from... And it took us... Yeah. I mean, we weren't, like, rushing it or anything, but, I mean, it took us just a couple hours. Oh, but we were really? Just, but we, we could have went faster. But, I mean, yeah, we could have totally cut, got in the current and took off. But, like, we were just strolling and letting it take us. And Yesterday, Well, but we then we also away. went down that uh, Coon Creek Bridge. We went under the Coon... Not Coon Creek. Turkey Creek. Oh, Turkey Creek, yeah. I thought yeah. that was Coon yeah. Creek Bridge. Mm-hmm. Coon Creek is... But I thought that was a Coon Creek Bridge. I thought nope. that's what it was called. I think it's Turkey Creek. I swear we got a cache there one time and it was called Coon yeah, Creek Bridge. Yeah, I think Bridge. you're right. I know that's called the Coon Creek Bridge. I don't know. Well, I know anyway. Tur- Turkey Creek is the one that floods all the time. I mean, yes. I mean, we get heavy rains. That, because that's in Hollister. The Turkey Creek Bridge is in Hollister. But I have seen people drop kayaks. I've, I've gone to, you know, the Country Mart in Hollister, and I, you know, on 70 Business 65 or whatever, and I go down there, and, and I look to the left, and there's a whole bunch of kayakers just getting ready to go. So, I, I, mean, I have not been. I'm, like, not a huge, like, lakes and stuff. I'm scared if I can't see my feet. But... <laughs> Like, just getting in the kayak, like, we literally go out every day, and it takes us just a matter of minutes to get them in the water. We take the kids with us, and, I mean, it is just, there's nobody out there. We're away from people, so we're doing our whole social distancing thing, yet Good. we're out in the open. And the water is, like, air conditioning. Like, oh, when I, you're on I bet, combo, yeah. you stay cool. I never thought of and that. And if you get hot, just stick your hand in the water for a minute. Or splash and stuff numb. on you, yeah. 
Uh, you know, that makes sense because you're not in bathwater on Taney Como. You're, you're, Last night we did Rockaway Beach. We just put in there and kind of did a circle. And it's a lot warmer there. Although it's still cool and you don't get as many cool breezes. But uh, and and the and the current isn't as strong down down that far, but well it widens it was still out, doesn't it? I mean, cool. it, yeah, yeah, it, it gets does. really wide, but it was very muddy still. It's still really flooded. Well, it was up. The water's kind of up. The closer you get to the dam, it's kind of spread out yeah. up there a little bit. Wow, I just remember I, anyway. I had fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun. But no, I'm glad you said it. And Marilyn. Uh, our, our friend Marilyn and Joy and Tracy, who's a massage therapist in town, I mean, she, they all love kayaking. I mean, Marilyn will do a Facebook Live, and she's on a kayak. It's like, it's like the thing now. Everybody's going out and kayaking. It is, and there, you can't find them anywhere because since the whole quarantine, like, people are trying to get out of the house and find things to do that are away from people, and, like, you can't find kayaks anywhere. Yeah, everywhere sold out, really? but basically. I think well, they're getting more in now, though. Yeah, but see, you did the right thing. You went and actually purchased kayaks, so that's, there you right. go. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to be able to go out tomorrow. Uh, we may have a big old complex, complex coming down from Kansas. Uh, it's been kind of advertised. The Storm Prediction Center has... Put Kansas and, you know, a sli- well, now more of, of southwest Missouri, basically, what is it, Nevada to Springfield to Branson or something, in a slight risk? Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm not sure I'm sold on that. What, what's your thoughts on that, Corey? Um, it, well, it all depends on timing and how this thing behaves. And are we going to get a little uh, heating first? Before it blows through, yeah, there, there's a few things that are that will affect the the severity of the situation. It's kind of conditional if you look at it in my book towards Branson. Uh, they just expanded, you know, uh, for us here in Branson as of today. What we were we weren't under slight yesterday for day uh-uh, three. I no, think. I mean we were under marginal. But that slight yeah. kept kind of creeping, like like this morning yeah. was just Joplin in Miami, and then right. this afternoon was like, why are we? Yeah. I'm not expecting anything to twist or anything like that. Maybe nah. maybe some marginally to uh, maybe some scattered you know, severe wind out of the thing. I if think it, it's if more. It gets going. Yeah, I agree because it, it's kind of like that thing where we had what a month or so ago where we had these complexes develop up there and they kind of sweep through. Now I did a little model parade, uh, of the, the wharf, all three wharfs, uh, models, the, the her and the Nam, and they're all saying something is going to come down, but I think most of them, once it hits I-44, I mean, okay, now let me explain. It's coming down from central Kansas in southeastward into West Central Missouri and Southwest Missouri. That's the trajectory. Once it hits like 44, it just kind of falling apart. Uh, the wharf is wanting to take it more over towards the Miami area, which was the original thought of of the Storm Prediction Center. Um, I'm I'm not going to hold my breath on this. I mean, I I'm, I don't have a high confidence. I mean, I think. Places to the west are going to get Joplin, Miami, Pittsburgh, you know, that area. I think they're going to get more, but... You know, I think they're going to refine it a little more. Maybe maybe not so much with tonight's 1 a.m. update, but closer to, you know, for the 8 a.m. update. I think they'll... I think we'll see a, a revision. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, with all the new model data coming in, that's, that's the thing. Just gonna warn y'all. We're at home. <laughs> hey, yes, we're doing. We're probably the... gonna have some visitors. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the uh, doing the podcast back. It's not the closet. You're, you're not in the closet. You're in the, the no. open open air. So we yeah. decided to be brave and do it in the living room. So yeah. there will be visitors, and that's okay. I see Griffin. Now, how old is Griffin now? Griffin's three. Three. Okay. How so old you. Are you? Oh, he's holding up his three fingers. Oh, okay. He doesn't understand. This is a podcast. <laughs> no. No, we decided just to kind of play it safe. The numbers in Branson are kind of going up, and, you know, there's, like, little bugs going around. So we thought, you know, why don't we just everybody safe play sorry. it safe, and, yeah, we're just going to do the the, 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 the the what I call it the closet pod. We're doing the closet pod. So we're going to get a little, little weather information from Griffin here in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that's great. Hi. Oh, he's going to wave. Oh, he's going to wave. 
You have to talk. Yeah. You say it really loud. Well, now, I, now the, the okay. AFD, okay, the Springfield Area Forecast Discussion, talked about a couple of scenarios. So I think the consensus is the one that we just talked about, but the other one is if this Ooh, one that. doesn't really do anything, <laughs> and if, the, if this complex is tomorrow morning doesn't do anything there could be an open window for something coming in in the afternoon it's not out of the question i mean national weather service has a 50 50 uh what they say between um 7 a.m and 3 p.m so i'm like i mean it it, it wouldn't you know like i said 50 50 and honestly it wouldn't surprise me if it happened and it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't happen yeah yeah you know, I would it, maybe be a little more surprised if it did happen. I'd be, I'd be like, if it did happen, I was like, why didn't they pick up on this a little more? If it actually is a big deal, which right? Is not. Yeah, this is not so, a solid forecast. We'll just stay right. in the pool tomorrow instead of going out on the lake. There you go. No, well, if we go on a lake, we'll get <laughs> weather, and if we don't, we won't. This is so true. what? What do we do for the Ozarks? It's kind of like that thing of you know, like whatever grocery line I pick. Doesn't matter how short it is or whatever, <laughs> it will literally take the longest. So exactly, whatever I do, y'all, you want us to go out on the lake so you can get some weather, or do you want us to stay home so it? Does I would like nothing? to go. I would like to go put in Cooper Creek about ten or eleven a.m. in the morning. We'll see what happens. Well, you know, if that thing comes through, they're talking about about it coming through like early, and then it yeah. kind of clearing out, which it kind of. I think, like you said, it's just everything is really dependent right now on how the atmosphere gets worked over because i think if it goes more west and we're wide open we're going to have some popper i don't i mean we're not looking at widespread severe weather and i, I don't know we're, we'll we'll just see what the 1 a.m update and the 8 a.m update you know we drove about. down to harrison today to see our son and we got a little rainer Right around uh, Highway 86 in that area, heading down south on 65. It lasted like two seconds. Yeah, it didn't last long. Oh, no way. How funny. Yeah. We heard the drops hit the windshield, and by the time I looked up, they were gone. Yeah, it lasted <laughs> a little longer than that. Well, I was going to say, that's not really even a popper. That's just a teaser. <laughs> yeah. But, but most well, St. Louis. that's all we get. We I saw severe thunderstorm warnings all around St. Louis today, so something was going on up there. Yeah. So now those were isolated. There wasn't any anything major. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I need to bring out the pollen report again because I just been <clears throat> sneezing and yeah, itching something. and stuff. Something's in the air. Well, well, we're in a pattern chase starting tomorrow. Uh, that's the other thing I forgot to put on our, our thing. We uh, we have a pattern shift coming in tomorrow, and that's going to open up the door for showers and thunderstorms right. and possible stuff. And I think that's why, you know, uh, this complex coming through is going to ride around this huge, this huge bubble of hot air around uh, the desert southwest. And we all should know the winds around high pressure in the northern hemisphere travel, Shara. What? I'm sorry, I'm talking to the three-year-old. <laughs> That's okay. Clockwise. So what's happening is that that bubble is over there in the desert southwest. Now we're going to have these systems come through like they did. Uh, and tagging back what you were saying earlier, Corey, I, th- I think it's going to be more of a wind, kind of a derate show type of thing instead of more of a, yeah. you know, nothing uh, twisting. You know, there's nothing. I'm just not getting my interest peak too bad. Right now, yeah, we're not getting t- not getting tingly. <laughs> I love this. This is great. <laughs> what do you knock over? A drink. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, well, I guess it's you and me. While Shara goes, clean. I think. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not tingly. This isn't anything that's really sparking my attention. Now, if all the models were in agreement, yeah, I'd get excited. But th- there's too right. many discrepancies going on. Yeah, I just i I would like to get some thunder and some lightning. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm always in for that. But you know, at the same time, I don't want to get my 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 hopes up. You know, I get my hopes right. up sometimes. I think that's what I'm trying to, to uh, not to happen you know. yeah yeah and we've only got now we got this weekend which that little pattern shift when that bubble is like going over more to the southwest we're going to have that ridging that northwest ridging right. going on but 
next week is going to be, well, I'm afraid it's going to be kind of brutal. Um, that big bubble is going to be moving eastward and over us. So we're going to be in the throes of the furnace. Yeah, it's that time of year. Uh, it Well, we shouldn't have a 100-degree air temperatures, though. But, the, you know, some of the models are it's, saying it's over It's happened many a, many a times in, in July over the past, you know, 40 years that I've been alive, 43 years that I've been alive. So Yeah, but you know what? And this has happened a few times. We've had a really hot July and had a really cool August. That's happened well, a few that, times. That, that, that's almost been a pattern as of late, actually. Yeah. So we will, we'll just have to wait and see. Wouldn't that be, you know, if we, I mean, if we can endure. Now, I, I think basically this the main the 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 brunt of this big uh hot air bubble is only going to be a few days we're not going to be like in weeks of this thing this is going to be like a a little it's going to still be warm and still be hot i mean average high is 90 um but you know if we're going to have upper 90s maybe 100 i mean uh, one of the TV personalities was saying, you know, it could get over 100. Well, I, it, it's too far away. This is Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. And he was talking about next Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah. hmm, you're going to worry about that. Uh, but but it is going to get hotter. So mid to upper 90s, throw some humidity on that. It's going to feel miserable. Sounds and like a great day to be on late Taney Como. There you go. Splash some of that water up there. Oh, yeah. What we've also learned is if you, like, we take our bottles of water, and we can only have so much weight in our boat, so we can't really carry a light uh, oh, ice chest. right. But if okay. you just tie a rope to them and drag them along in the water, oh, how they fun! super cold. It's like refrigerated. How fun. I didn't even think of that. And it doesn't affect the way the, the kayak... Only works right? on Tiny Como. <laughs> I mean... We Just don't have a rapids. Of bottles of water. How about no, I that? can pull things? I pulled Shara's entire kayak last night on Mike from my kayak, so I, I'm getting the muscles. I'm I'm really getting some okay. some tone. And wow, the, and the guns you're losing here. weight and getting muscles, yeah. man. So. The other day he took the 13 year old in his boat, and I had the six year old and the three year old in my boat, and we decided <laughs> that the current wasn't too bad. We would just try to make it back to our car oh my gosh i was hurting so bad i oh mean no. i was i was rowing for all i was worth and if i stopped for even a second it would start pulling me backwards and i would lose time so i just had to keep rowing and keep rowing by the time we got there i was dead so when we did oh that no. yesterday he just hooked my boat to his and the two in front of us Rode us with me helping, but and then Corey just went just kind of yeah. <laughs> up there. But wow, yeah, we're both getting some muscles from trying to go upstream on Tiny Como and the generating. I'm gonna have to start calling you the, the, the salmon family if you, st- if you keep going upstream. Okay, the salmon going upstream. <laughs> oh my goodness, hey, you know, Corey, have you heard anything more on the uh. Uh, Sahara dust. I mean, is it still? No, you know, it kind of passed on social media. People got tired of it, I think. Yeah, well, the big dust, you know, gargantuan or whatever, gigantic or whatever that word was that uh, uh, Godzilla, is that the word? The Godzilla. Godzilla cloud. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's over with. And we got some, but we've got some uh, stuff developing. Now, we got one. I'm working on an, a tropical update drop, so it's not there yet, but I have ideas. It's going to probably by next week we'll have that up there. But um, we got something interesting. You, you had texted me the other day and said, what is this 15 inches of rain on the East Coast? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, it was like yes, yesterday or this morning. Sometimes uh, it was yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, what? And then I checked the National Hurricane Center. There's a tropical, like... Not a, even a depression, like a disturbance, right over South Carolina. And I thought, oh, that's what's going on. And I, I haven't heard anything about it. I didn't even think about it. Because I look at the tropics once a week, you know, unless yeah. there's something big happening. And so I've kind of been following it. And uh, I've watched the Weather Channel a little bit. They were talking about, you know, that it, if it moves out over water, it has the 
capability, the propensity to kind of strengthen into something and kind of move up the coast. So uh, I checked. I mean, I did the outline earlier today, but then right before we went on, I, I updated mine. You don't have yours. <laughs> is uh, uh, Now that's, that little disturbance is over the water, and it is 60 miles east-southeast of Wilmington, North Carolina. And they're saying it's an 80% chance that this thing is going to develop into a tropical something. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, big old red X. You know, that uh, we got to say we talk about that. The, the National Hurricane Center, if it's an area to watch that could be something, it's a yellow X. If it's got a moderate chance of developing, it's an orange X. And if they think it's really going to happen, it's a red X. And this was 70%, which I originally had at four, the 4 o'clock update. Now... I looked at the uh, 7 o'clock update, and it's up to 80%, and that thing is over water. So we're really going to have to watch that um, because if it, it takes off, I mean, we're not looking at a Superstorm Sandy. That's nothing like that. But the East Coast is getting hammered with rain out of this thing. So that 15 inches you were looking at kind of makes some sense. Uh, yeah. something we're going to watch over the next few days. Um, in the Pacific, uh, we have Tropical Storm Christina, which is now 305 miles southwest of Manzanillo, Texas. Uh, it's projected to be a hurricane by Friday, and then uh, pretty much hurricane for a couple days, and then pretty much collapse. Mm -hmm. uh, and also another disturbance in the middle of the ocean. Uh, it's way to the west of where Christina is, and we don't think it's really going to do much. It's a yellow X, 30%. Yeah, it might do something. And Central Pacific, uh, when we say Central Pacific, we're looking at Hawaii, that area, the ocean around there. Uh, there's nothing out there. Now, did you have something interesting, uh, Corey, about... Um, well, going back a few days, we did have a tropical storm develop uh, in the Atlantic, Eduardo. Yeah, Eduardo, Eduardo, yeah you were talking about Eduardo. And yes. he, was the, he was the fifth named storm this year, and he's the earliest fifth named storm in history. Oh really? Yeah. So July what is it? July eighth? They we've yeah. never had an E before July eighth. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. So I okay. mean these haven't been big the last two Dolly and you know, they, they haven't been huge and they've been kinda up, you know, north of Bermuda. More north of everything. Okay. Yeah. So but yeah, th this is very interesting and it's I think it's really gonna start taking off here. Once we got all that Saharan dust out of the out of the atmosphere, you know, yeah. hurricanes will start taking off. Well, didn't you read something that said the Saharan dust may actually help the thunder uh, tropical system? I read a an article that was very inaccurate. Ah, in and and uh, then later on they contradicted themselves in the same article. Oh well, so yeah, okay, we'll just throw all that. All Saharan out dust is going to do. Is, is hamper the development of tropical systems. You might have one or two developed during all that. See, that makes sense but, to me. Because uh, it, the, yeah. the tropical system, a hurricane, whatever, is an engine. And you've got to have certain conditions for that engine to really take off. And if you've got Sahara dust, dust on there and, and it's... Uh, Cover, I've, obscuring, obscuring. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking of all these words. I don't know which one to choose in my pull down menu, but uh, but yeah, hampering the sun and hampering the heat. This thing can't get going, and so right. that makes sense to me. You know, it, it can't get going. So I I agree with you. Just let's throw that other that other one in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you have a good fourth? I had. A great fourth. What'd you guys do? We uh, went to Oklahoma. Well, our, one of our kids was there at Grandma, so we went and picked him up. Shot off a few fireworks, and we drove there and back the same day. Uh, but we had fun. We had some hamburgers. and uh, Branson was packed, so. Yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. We headed out of town. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Well, you got, now where you fire off fireworks is this huge field, right? Yeah, you, my mom and dad live out in the country on a cattle farm, so. Oh, so you scared the cows and everything. Right. Wide open <laughs> space. <laughs> I They're love it. They're used to it. Okay. So my question is, what's the biggest firework you got? I mean, was it like industrial? We didn't do anything big this year. We used to. Right. When I was growing up, we did. But we knew we had to come back. Oh. 
like we needed to drive home that night so we didn't want to be up late doing a bunch of stuff and it was kind of a small gathering this year what we normally have um trying to keep the numbers down but it's usually a pretty big gathering at my mom and dad's and so we do usually go all out and multiple families contribute to the stock of fireworks and everybody's kind of shooting off stuff at the same time but yeah it was really just two teenagers this year that was there to shoot <laughs> stuff off and oh, I, mean, I did our see grant ones, i did see grant like helping yeah. uh yeah <laughs> so we you know we did like we bought a bunch of little stuff for the little ones to do during the day and then we only bought a few big like we didn't go all out I, in the past my dad has been known to easily drop two three hundred dollars on fireworks just <laughs> which for is our nothing family. these days right, right. nowadays oh yeah now it's nothing yeah there was one time when he spent a hundred dollars on one firework I mean, I'll never forget it. I was a teenager, and we talked him into it. It was like a $99 massive thing, and we were so excited, and we saved it for last, and my mom had no idea how much we spent on it. Oh, no. Forbidden to tell her what we spent on it. (laughs) And it was the biggest dud. I mean, I remember, like, the little $10 fountains we bought were prettier than this big massive thing that we spent so much money. So I think we learned our lesson. Oh, man. Save your money. Watch the fireworks going off around you in town and enjoy those. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I, I'm older, so it's like I'm, I'm not really into the big explosion and everything. So I just went to the little fireworks stand up the street, and uh, I always get a whole bunch of fountains, and I always tell them I don't want it explode. I don't want the explosion. I just want the pretty fountains. That's all I want. And I got, I think I got eight or ten no, no, I got eight cone fountains and four four pack of, you know, the kind that sit. Mm. And those were like nothing. The cone ones were great. That's my idea of fireworks. But I have to tell you, uh, my friend Marilyn and her friend Lainey came over, and uh, which they actually have the past few fourths. And we sit out on the um, edge of the driveway, and my neighbor literally like three houses down the street, he must be wealthy. Because we're talking industrial grade fireworks. You hear it. You hear the thud. You hear. You see it goes up. I mean, and he's. It's like an hour of these. So he must be rich. Your <laughs> dad go. bought one of those one year. Corey's dad. We used to go to the lake every year down at Grand Lake, and there was one year his dad went and bought. It was called a boomer. Or something, and that's literally all it did. It didn't do anything. It just made that big, massive boom, boom. sound. It didn't make any kind of pick. It was just fun to hear that boom hit the sky, and that was. The, I don't even know oh. what he spent on it, but he had a friend that worked for like the professionals, and he oh. got a hold of it somehow. Oh uh, well, there you go. That's the trick. We gotta have <laughs> we gotta have the parachutes every year. The kids. It's not 4th of July if my kids are not running down into the field, moving the cows out of the way, trying to chase and dra- <laughs> track down their parachute before it hits the ground or lands in cow dung. And then it's not 4th at my family unless you've you know nearly lost your life running and being chased because every year, oh, inevitably, okay. one of the cones falls over and starts <laughs> spewing and spraying at everyone and it's yeah. how fast can you jump out of your chair and run for your life oh see i've seen that happening especially on youtube videos but i it's never happened that i remember with me i think maybe when i was younger but that's my thing i i i put these little cones they're like number threes not number fives but number threes in the middle middle of the of the road and i light them and run it's like i hope this doesn't fall over <laughs> Of it. Every yeah. year we have one follow. But you've got the huge ones, though. You're not talking about the little bitty ones. The huge. I mean, ones that... they don't have to be huge. They're just regular <laughs> cones. But boy, if they fall over, they start shooting right <laughs> at you. And we need some rain. We need some rain to put it. Actually, we have had 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 some rain, which was which really good because people were asking me, "Oh my gosh, you know, is the rain going to quit?" And I keep telling people, "We need it to rain up until when you fire these fireworks because that's going to be." great for the ground you're not going to burn anything you're not going to burn so it it really worked out well this year i think we were on our way home late it was after 11 12 and uh it's the weirdest thing i kept seeing i kept we kept seeing smoke in the atmosphere and smoke everywhere and then we were driving into smoke and i said we're we're driving there's smoke everywhere which i was like um honey i think they call this fog (laughs) 
<laughs> I wasn't so sure. I, I thought it. I, I, I could have swore it was, but it did look very. He was much half asleep. Like I was the one driving. And it, it was, was kind of wavy, uh, like clearly it, fog. It, it, it was. Well, but, uh, I tell you, we had smog that night. We really did. It was like you. I couldn't see two or three feet in front of the car. I oh, mean, gosh. I had to going seventy miles yeah, an hour. There was a couple of times I had to slow down to forty or fifty because I didn't know. I didn't know if there was cars in front of me. I didn't know where my exit was. Oh my was. gosh. It well, got really scary. Well, smoke wouldn't do that. I mean, maybe no, in like it was a, a grass down at fire level. Oh yeah, but but there well, was there was. Let me smoke. tell you, I will tell you this: there was problems with smoke all over Missouri that night. Uh, have you ever heard of smoke dispersion? It was not dispersing; it was staying low to the ground. Uh, oh. During the day, this uh, and this is a graphic that the National Weather Service in Kansas City posted late oh, that night. Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, during the day, the sun's heating keeps the lower atmosphere mixed, and it's the results are, are winds that are that are a little stronger, and it disperses the smoke easily. Okay, yeah, kind of mix. Okay, with the mixing, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. At night, you have what they call the nocturnal stable layer. Have you ever heard of that? I... I might have. The nocturnal stable layer, and what that is, is after sunset, the lower atmosphere cools, and a shallow stable boundary layer forms. The winds are typically lower at night, and as a result, there is less turbulent mixing. And this is why the smoke from the oh. fireworks lingered well. Because into it's the stable. Night. It's the winds are mixing. Oh. So I do believe it was mixing with a little bit of fog, though. But uh, I could definitely tell there was a smokiness in the atmosphere the oh, entire yeah. ride home. Well, and you look at the moon. Didn't we have a full moon that night, or some yeah, eclipse, or something we had big, that or lunar eclipse, or which you couldn't really it. see here? I was disappointed. It wasn't a full eclipse or anything. It was a pre pre preumbral or pre I don't know. Okay. But uh, it was supposed to be a little shadow on the right. I couldn't tell a thing. I really couldn't. I couldn't tell anything. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So. But but on on the, the the fourth, if there is a moon, the moon's always like a this deep orange and red type of you know. Anyway, because of that smoke, what do you call it? Smoke dispersion or lack of, yes. I guess, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just fuzzy and I mean, people, these poor people with asthma and you know breathing issues that have to deal with that. That's that's kind of ungood. It is. I guess those people have to stay in. Um, but, but it kind of is—it's basically a cap and keeps all that smoke down low. A cap. Mm, that's yeah. what's going to happen next week when we get that big old right. heat bubble in here, and it's going to be miserable. And you guys are going to be at the pool, and I'm going to be inside in the air conditioning. <laughs> it's air conditioned in the pool. Well, they keep it pretty cold. Oh, that's good. I'm not one that typically—it's got to be super hot outside for me to jump in the water, like. I'm good just sitting on the edge. You're like me. In, You're exactly like me. Watching the kids. I'm there. I'm close. I'm at hand if they need me. But to actually get all the way in, I have to be hot. Like, it's got to be 100 degrees. Mm. I'm sweating, and I need to cool off. And the water can't be freezing because I can't stand it. But I did jump in yesterday morning about 1030, 11 o'clock. Yeah? Yeah. I wonder why. Unexpectedly had to. Oh, really? Oh, well, drop everything I was and say, jump in the water. Pl- please explain. Uh, Somebody decided to lay his phone down on my towel. Oh, well, and right so, next to her phone. Right, well, mine, but I picked mine up and walked away. But anyway, I fold the <laughs> towel. I fold the towel over because my it oh my gets God. overheated. The, the screen will get too hot and it'll go off. Your phone will shut oh. off if it's out there right in direct sunlight. Oh, okay. So I always fold the towel over it so that it doesn't get too hot. I did not know that he had laid his phone down next to mine, and I went back out there, picked up my phone, and grabbed the towel and did the whole little flip. You flip, oh! And flung his phone right into the pool. Not a thing I could do. Well, it's it a good, good reason. Good, like good thing log. it's waterproof. You know, that's a good, that's a good thing. So. Yeah. So we thought. <laughs> If it weren't, if it hadn't been cracked, just I mean, so you know, this is a FYI. If your phone is cracked in many places, <laughs> it's no longer water resistant. Because I jumped in immediately and got that phone out of the water, and 
was like, because <gasps> the cold hit me so hard. Right, but right. I, when I got it out of the water, it was still on. The screen was on, and I was able to scroll through. I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, it's still working. I wasn't even going to tell him. I was just like, I still wasn't <laughs> telling him I dropped it. Until, but, yeah. I mean, I took the cover off, and I dried it off with a towel. It was working. looked great. But a few minutes later, it went black, and did, it stopped working. Did you put it in, in rice? I've always heard that. You have a bunch of rice. Put your phone in rice, and it'll absorb it. Yeah, I don't know. I think by the time we realized that it was gone, and it was still, like, dripping water out of it. Like, oh. I don't think it's supposed to do that. No, I don't think Today, the camera to lenses, I have three cameras, and you can tell on the inside there's condensation bubbles on the inside of the other side of the glass. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we need to start a, a GoFundMe for, for Corey a new phone. There you go. There you go. Because <laughs> they cost as much as a car these days. Not mine. I'm getting the new SE, which is only 399 bucks. That may be what Corey's getting to. <laughs> no, uh, mine. I just like my SE. A flip phone. Get a Nokia. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I. I'm, I'm, I would get the SE. It's not 399 for me because I wouldn't be. I. I. I don't do the whole contract thing, and you'd have to sign like a two-year contract to get that price or something. I don't know what the deal. The, the no, it's only, it's only 50 gig hard hard drive. You want the bigger the bigger hard drive, bigger storage is going to be up, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do more storage, you're going to pay more for it. No, I mean, that's it. Starting at, you know, air quotes, three ninety nine is like, eh. but mine's. Just, I mean, I don't know. I don't need anything. But you live on your phone. I don't live on my phone. Well, I have all my other not devices. To the last twenty four hours. <laughs> I know because I keep texting Corey, and it's like I wait, and there's nothing. <laughs> I wait. Well, if he's at home, he has his iPad, and he can answer everything and do everything on his iPad. Right. Or. If he goes to certain places in town that he has logged on to the Wi-Fi before, his watch will work, and he can text and make phone calls from his watch. But only if he's logged on to the Wi-Fi before. It has to link to some kind of Wi-Fi. So when are you going to get your new phone, Corey? Yeah, I'm wondering how long he'll last. He says he doesn't need one. <laughs> okay, so we need to make a Stormdar Weather podcast <laughs> poll here of how long Corey's going to go before he actually has to have... <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it. let's take up donations right now. Yeah. Not you you want to go right to the GoFundMe. <laughs> That'll hmm. work. Oh, gosh. I think we need to get to the weather school. Uh, we're, uh, weather school this week is all about wind shear, but we're not going to have a lot of that. We may have some of that tomorrow, but I don't know if we're going to be enough to make some twirlies. But, uh, yeah, wind shear is part of a component to a thunderstorm, and you do not want to be in it if you're in an airplane. So this weather school explains all about wind shear and uh, everything you need to know. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. You've probably heard us talk a lot about wind shear. This weather school is dedicated solely about wind shear and what it means in weather or if you happen to be in an airplane flying through it. The term wind shear is used when air is flowing differently in different layers of the atmosphere. There are two basic types of wind shear. One, directional shear. That's where the wind is blowing at different directions with height. So for a basic example, the wind at the surface is blowing from the south. But if you happen to go up a few thousand feet, then it may be blowing from the west and even way up higher in the atmosphere, it could be blowing from the northwest or even the north. And second, there's unidirectional shear. That's when the air is blowing in the same direction with height, but at different speeds. We have to look at the atmosphere in three dimensions, in which the air is moving all over the place, right and left, back and forth, up and down. 
It's easier to realize this concept when you look at the water. Say, for example, a boat passes by and then waves develop on top of the water. We only see the surface of the water ripple, but what we can't see is what's going on underneath the surface. The water moves in all different directions when force is put upon it. So, the boat going by displaces some of the water and it gets all mixed up. This is what happens with air as well. The only difference is air is very buoyant and is carried around much easier than water, and it's basically invisible. Air moves around in the atmosphere from a variety of things. Heat causes air to rise. Cold causes air to sink. Since the Earth is spinning, then the centripetal force of the Earth's motion keeps the atmosphere fluid and always moving. This centripetal force causes spins to form and we get what we know as low and high pressure systems. When the air rises, then low pressure systems develop and those systems start spinning counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. In other words, the, the pressure of the air on the earth, or the weight, lowers when air rises. High pressure is just the opposite. Air sinks and increases the pressure or weight. And high pressure spins clockwise in the northern hemisphere. Other factors cause air to move around, and those are the density of the air and also the temperature. So now back to wind shear. Airline pilots do not like wind shear. In fact, strong shear could be very dangerous for aircraft when they're taking off or landing. Vertical shear close to the surface can either cause a plane to be quickly lifted up or force the aircraft to suddenly drop upon takeoff or landing. Technology has evolved so much now that radar is able to detect wind shear so the pilots can maneuver either around or through the shear with little difficulty. Have you ever been way up in the sky flying around and then you suddenly feel like the bottom dropped out from under you? Or you're lifted really fast? That's called turbulence. And turbulence is caused by pockets of air moving up and down or updrafting or downdrafting. Updrafting and downdrafting is what goes on in a thunderstorm. Heated and many times moist air rises and condenses when it hits the right temperature and forms a cloud. Now add some directional wind shear to that concept. As the air is lifted from the surface, it not only rises but it is blown or tilted in the direction that the wind is blowing. For example, let's say we have a strong southerly wind, or a horizontal wind, at the surface. So when the air rises, it's tilted a little bit to the north. Remember that a southerly wind blows to the north. That air continues to rise a few thousand feet, but then the horizontal wind changes direction, say, now blowing from the west. That rising air then starts taking on the direction of the way the wind is blowing at that height. This is one thing that keeps the engine of a thunderstorm going. The rising air now shears off in a new direction while more air at the surface rises at that original direction. The combination of a strong updraft with directional shear can get thunderstorms twisting and possibly produce a tornado. Radar now has the ability to see wind patterns in a thunderstorm. If a twist starts occurring in the middle of a storm, then the radar sees it as a possible rotation. This is why you hear the phrase, radar indicated tornado. That phrase doesn't necessarily mean a tornado is on the ground, but it means that a, this particular storm is showing signs of rotation, and if that rotation becomes stronger, then tornado formation is likely, and a warning will be issued. You must have strong wind shear to get a tornado. 
Storms that don't tap into wind shear will bubble up and then they'll rain themselves out, kind of like they do in the dead of summer. The Storm Prediction Center looks at wind shear factors when issuing severe thunderstorm watches or tornado watches. If the shear is low, then tornado formation is low, so they will go for the severe thunderstorm watch instead of the tornado watch. But if shear is strong, then tornado formation will be a lot easier, so they'll probably pop a tornado watch. Even under a severe thunderstorm watch, a tornado can form from a powerful severe thunderstorm if the updraft is strong enough and it can tap into at least a little wind shear. I hope this weather school helps clarify what we mean when you hear us talk about wind shear. If you hear us talk about strong shear, then you know that the atmosphere could be ripe for some tornadoes. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And that's why you don't want to be in an airplane if you got some wind shear, because it'll spin you round and round and round and round like those rides we have here in Branson. You know what else <laughs> wind shear does? What? Kills the hurricanes. That's true. You get some upper-level shear, those things just collapse. It's just completely opposite of what wind shear does for a thunderstorm over us with tornadoes. It it enhances the thunderstorms, but a hurricane, it kills them. You know, that's a really interesting dichotomy. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's pro-thunderstorm, but anti-hurricane. How right. cool is that? Yeah. Well, I think Shara, I mean, Shara, she had to stay home last week. It was just the boys because the babysitter was in Our Miami. The babysitter was out of town. Out so. of town. So Shara had to do that. But Shara's back and she's got, did you say you got some fun facts or something you want to try I on us here? I have some interesting weather facts, things that I did not personally know. Maybe all y'all know this stuff. Who knows? I don't research weather that often. She's but. just the average girl with a... That's married to a weather expert. That's all she There does. you go. There you yeah. go. That's what it was. So, okay. So, so wow us with your weather fun fact okay. knowledge. Well, okay. having to do with our heat that we're getting ready to experience. Okay. Um, in 2003, it was reported there was a heat wave that turned grapes to raisins before they were picked from the vine because it was so hot. So that would have to be like a drought, wouldn't it? It would suck the water out of them. That's true? It says it. It's on the National Geographic Weird Weather Facts. Well, if yeah, it's this is actual from National Geographic. I say Nat Geo is pretty credible. Yeah. So, so the grapes on the vine would... Turn to raisins before they even had got time to pick them. Well, talk about saving some money. <laughs> just go out there unless they, unless they wanted them as grapes we don't have a grape <laughs> orchard we've got a raisin orchard Come on, we're out. selling raisins come pick them by the barrel how cool <laughs> okay okay I like this no I have not heard of that that's cool okay and uh, then we had a bunch of lightning and so that made me look this one up but it, talking about lightning strikes and there's the whole saying where everybody always says lightning only strikes once or never strikes the same know, the place same, twice never strikes the same place twice R- yes. right yeah so but Somewhere I read that it actually strikes the. Now I just went flank. Empire State Building. The Empire State Building. I was gonna, Empire State, yeah. An average of 23 times. Is it per year? I don't know. That's a lot. Per month, Ten probably. Years. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was like a lot. I mean, yeah. it, tower, I mean, it's a huge tower sticking up in the air, but it's just saying that it does strike the same place. Our tower. I knew that. The NBC affiliate when I worked there at KSN in Joplin was a thousand and twenty nine feet. It got struck all the time. Yeah, and if you have, I mean, if you're like on the golf course and you have like a big, huge, huge tree, the lightning is going to feed into that. So yeah, we. Well, and also there, I, I don't have this one pulled up, but I do remember reading this. There's a story, someone. There's actually a, a person in history that personally was struck by lightning multiple times. Oh, yeah. You can read oh. about that in the Guinness Book of World Records. Right. right. Yeah. 
And, so I'm just, that was like a safety thing. If you know that whole people are like, oh, lightning never strikes the same place twice. Uh, but no, they, it you does. Know, so they think I can stand here. I'm good. No. Well, here, and here's what also something I heard. And actually, this kind of goes into your profession, Shara. I've always heard, you can correct me, that the lightning doesn't actually kill you. It's the, uh, the other effects it's of it. It's the electricity that, that it sends through your body yeah it's not the actual lightning strike like it can cause like, you to have a heart attack or yeah stop it can your cause you so okay so that is that is true right i just okay. think it cooks your insides i mean it basically well, yeah. cooks you but even a mild one it can it causes such heart dysrhythmias i mean have you ever seen a tree that's been struck by lightning it's like <gasps> oh and it's on fire the, in- yeah. <laughs> the insides on parts of them, the inside can be on fire but the outside is not it's i know like that's it's on the inside cool and yeah. the people that get struck and they have these their shoes and the bottoms of their shoes are just like where like you can blown. see where it went in. Yeah, it's just so you blown can see out. where it went in their body and where it left their body. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, okay, well that was cool, you know. <laughs> but imagine okay, imagine if you got struck, like if you're under a tree and you, the tree gets struck, or you actually get struck. Okay, when lightning strikes close to your house, the incredible sound of the crack of thunder, imagine if wow, I just can't imagine. Well, you've all we've all been outside when one has hit super close to home, and it yes. shakes the whole house and the ground. And I mean, it gets your attention, and you take off running for and the house. You're like, quickly. "Holy cow!" You know, we got a storm this week, and I did some lightning, and you did some time lapses. Yeah, uh, that we shot, and I forget what day it was, but that same day there was a storm that went through Stroud, Oklahoma. Now Stroud is. About halfway between Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, they, uh, the Oklahoma Highway Patrol was doing a traffic stop. And I don't know if you saw this video. Uh, I think Weather Nation may have shared it. But I don't know if there was some construction. You know those signs that tell you how fast you're going and tells you to slow down if you're going too fast or whatever? Those flashing light-up signs that... You used to have one in your neighborhood right there. Remember? And it told you if you were going 15 miles oh, an hour. radar thing. yeah. Yeah. Well, there was one of those next to the traffic stop. And it got a huge strike of lightning. Cloud the ground just obliterated no it. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was okay. cool. That scary to be it scared, it scared the highway patrolman for sure. I'd been like, He jumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can go by. I know I'm gonna. No, go. we're no more traffic stop. I'm going to my car. Holy See ya. cow! No, it, I mean, if I actually saw lightning strike in front of me, I would freak. Yeah. I mean, I love weather. Well, it's like that severe. Well, it wasn't a severe storm the other day. Uh, I'm kind of backtracking. Remember when I texted you and it had that little cell that started, you know, s- significant weather advisory for Taney County. Sure. Well, it encompassed me, and then you and Brad were getting nothing. You're probably like, yeah. you know, and but it was, but it got. Now, what, uh, what day was that that oh. you were at home and it was pouring, and I was two miles away on the strip and it was sunny and we didn't get a drop. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of these poppers, but it got out of hand, and I don't have trees too close to the house, but we, I got some gusts, and I think Corey, you said that our storm to our weather station said a gust of thirty-five miles an hour, and I'm like, oh no. I know what 35 miles an hour is. This was at least 50. I mean, it was slamming the tree limbs into the house, into the window. And normally I'm at the window going, hey, this is cool. Let me take a video. But I was actually going into the next room because it got, I think, what was my phrase? It got past the point of exciting. It almost got like scary my window's gonna break <laughs> uh, yeah i'm gonna yeah. get away from this window and i've lived here for 22 years and that that's only happened like three times where i've huh. actually left the room going okay this is like a little past my comfort zone you know and i'm i'm the storm door weather guy well we're storm door weather but it's like i no oh that was the day that i went and, and did that live cast Corey, wasn't it Remember the live cast I did, and I was standing out there going, yeah. "This is really cool." And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Holy cow! This is gonna like destroy." Me. I don't know. We've had all these little poppers come through. I don't know. That's what I tell people. Like that's my weather vein. Corey is my weather vein, and it's it, like it's, it's he, your weather vein. <laughs> when he gets nervous, 
I panic because he doesn't get nervous and he doesn't panic. Like weather is cool to him and he's standing out in it, watching it, videoing it. Oh, yeah. When he runs in the house and says, take cover, I lose it. You know. Yeah. Karen was like that, too. She was like, okay, honey, you can go out there. And she would like shake on the couch. But if I'd come in, it's like, we need to go. She's like, okay, where are we going? Where are we going? We need to get out of here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's wow. only been a couple of times in our marriage that I have seen him panic over wedding, weather, weather, wedding. <laughs> I panicked, wedding. panicked wedding at the wedding, too. too. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> okay, that's the After Hours podcast. It was a weather phenomenon. I was getting cold feet. <laughs> oh, Yet no. it was 200 degrees outside. No. <laughs> it was 40 below inside. No. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, anyway, okay, you got a third one? You got the lightning, got the heat and the lightning. Didn't you have a third one? Well, the only other one was the silly one of, I never understood why there was a rooster on the weather vanes. Do you guys know why there's a rooster on weather vanes? I do not know. I didn't, I, you know, I just thought. Do you know Corey? Because they were on farms and people had roosters that growed, so they put them on top of the roof. I don't know. I had no idea. No, why? Why? Did you read that? Let's see. No. Okay, so in the ninth century, Pope Nicholas decreed that all churches display the rooster on their steeples as a symbol of Peter's betrayal of Jesus. And they all had weather vanes. They all had weather vanes on the top. So they stuck. So then it just stuck. Wait, now now that doesn't make sense. There's a rooster on the weather vane. So that's supposed to... In the Bible, when Peter betrayed Jesus... He was told he would betray him before the rooster crowed three times. Oh. Or no, he would, he would betray him three times before the rooster, rooster crowed. crowed. So, so that, okay, that makes century, sense. In the century, Pope Nicholas decreed all churches would put a rooster on the top to symbolize Peter's betrayal. Ninth century. Did they have weather records back then? Not not in America. That's why they had weather vanes. That's all they could go off of for the wind. <laughs> Do you think maybe... I, I can't. I don't have uh, historical data. That's in the 800s. That. That's the 800s. That is way Pope Nicholas. I mean, good grief. That's ninth century. Wow. Well, I bet you they had weather rocks back then. They had something going on. You know, they weren't. They were a little more technologically advanced than we. They were smarter than, than you realize. We b- Mm-hmm. believe because they did not have technology they had to use their brains i mean just think of the pyramids and this that and the other they didn't need a cell how phone did, how did they put all that together right or even just i bet whatever they had it was better than an android I mean, even though. just looking back in the <laughs> yeah. 1700s our founding fathers they were geniuses oh my i tell you wow. at my house at my house mm. starting on friday Yes. Hamilton came out. It's been on, nonstop. Oh, Hamilton. I, I've been streaming. seen it all over Facebook. And I've, I've always enjoyed the music, and it's the talk of Facebook now. And I've always enjoyed the music and listened to it. But Sharon never got into it, and Sharon had never seen it or heard it. I'd never seen it. So we watched it, and we've Sharon's watched it like three or four times since then. She really I think you made a it. post on your Facebook page. <laughs> I did. And I'm telling you, and I mean, not everybody appreciates history and not every, but I think it has to do with what our country's going through right now. Oh, probably. I think seeing the pain and the, the strife and the separation that's going on in our country, watching our founding fathers and seeing what they went through. I mean, I'm telling you, I was sitting on the edge of the couch, like I was breathless for most of it. And, and when it's over, wow. you just feel this wave of emotion of like, Am I exhausted? Do I go to sleep? Or yeah, what do I do? Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I haven't done enough with my life. Like look what these people did in their you life. You need to come over and watch it. Maybe you can uh, talk the Hughes brothers into some rap. Oh, we totally need to do some Hamilton songs. <laughs> they oh totally need to add some Hamilton songs uh, into their show. Oh, hey, what? my favorite Hamilton song is about the weather. It's called Hurricane. Oh, but, you know, I want to see some because Hamilton boys was rap. from the Caribbean and his island got ravaged by a huge hurricane and people were dead everywhere but he still he lived and but the it, whole song's about the hurricane it's, it's really about cool being in a hurricane in life see it's i like, i I'm think in the eye of the hurricane but right i now. i think that they need to kind of fact check that because i don't think those large musical numbers were uh yeah no back then no back in the yeah, i don't think uh, well they were missing out yeah, <laughs> and everybody in the play, majority of them, ninety percent of them, are of some color 
are well some, it's supposed yeah. to be america now telling them telling the, the story right. of america then they well, are all black Hispanic. when hamilton actually came out all of my theater friends were just i mean it it's a, it's good they could not wait to get tickets and they saw it multiple multiple times so i i'm glad it's kind of out in uh, you it, need to come over here and watch it movie form is that it the movie it's, it's the it's the it's the Broadway play. It's the Broadway they show. In, in record. Oh gosh. Well, you, maybe it's in beautiful 4K on my big TV. You need to come on, check on it the out. on the bookshelf radar. Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. Oh no, Corey it's has on his the own big TV radar. next door to the bookshelf. Oh uh, okay, yes, yeah, the BSR. Corey, Corey, uh, Corey I'm has like, to. Anybody that wants to watch it, I'm like, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> so Sherry's Everybody there. Everybody that hasn't seen it, they're like, I want to watch it. I'm like, okay, let's watch oh, it. Oh my gosh. Man. I watched it separately with all my kids. Hey, you know, I got something that's really interesting that I found. Uh, we kind of talked about it and we mentioned on it last time, but I actually looked up the actual definition of it. Um, we talked about the dog days of summer. And uh, are you serious? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Corey, what are we going to do with this? My wife's looking at me like I'm crazy. Is this yeah. an inside joke? Because uh, I don't know what y'all uh, are talking about. Where? Oh, well, wait, do you wait? Well, let me read the definition. Uh, the dog days of summer, they were historically the period following the helical rising of the star system Sirius, <laughs> which Greek and Roman astro- astrology connected with heat, drought, sudden thunderstorms, lethargy, fever, mad dogs, and bad luck. They are I love now- their satellite radio. Well, yeah, yeah, you just go in Sirius XM. Uh, <laughs> they are now taken to be the hottest and most uncomfortable part of summer in the Northern Hemisphere. And I also read that, okay, now this is what I don't understand. i got to, like, research this some more. They were talking about the dog days of summer can be anywhere from, like, 31 to 60 days long on an average of July 3rd to Unless August. you're pregnant. Well, well, when you're pregnant, yeah. <laughs> if you're nine months pregnant. It lasts like a good that, six months. Yeah, well, th- th- well, there you go. That's the dog days right there. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was interesting, and yeah, I mean, I, I, we kind of talked about it. You know, the the star star system, Sirius. Sirius is actually a star. S i r i u s, not S e r i o u s. But Sirius is serious. I tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going off the rails. I think it's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week. Uh, it's an easy one this time, so Shara can uh, is not going to have any trouble with it. So, Shara, what is our Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Weather Word of the Week: Heat Index. Ah, that's more like a phrase. It's two two words. Well, it's a weather phrase. I need to change that to phrase. So, <laughs> so technically, what is the heat index? Heat index also known as the apparent temperature, is what the temperature feels like to the human body when relative humidity is combined with the air temperature. This has important considerations for the human body. Comfort. Sorry, there. human body's comfort. <laughs> scroll, my scroll. phone stopped scrolling. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that it considers word. my body. <laughs> it's very important for the human body. For the human... <laughs> and pause, yeah. Body's comfort. Let me rephrase that. Well, that's true. For the true. human body's comfort. Well, yes. and we all pretty much know what the heat index is, but I wanted to make that the weather word of the week because next week, if we get, if, I'm putting that if in there, we get air temperatures of 100 combined with humidity, we're going to have heat index values well above 100. That would be 115-ish. That's excessive that, heat advice. That would be excessive heat warning Warning, criteria. yeah. Yeah, and I worry now, about now, my mother. And we've had that already in Miami and that's right. Oklahoma Joplin, area. yeah, they so got that. So it's not going to surprise me that Springfield would get in on that this coming up week, and, and well, we'll see. I tell you, and you need to look after the elderly. Uh, my mother, I trust her. She does not go outside. She's got an air conditioner. She does not go outside, and I tell her, if you go outside, I'm going to come up there and whoop you. <laughs> So she doesn't go outside. I mean, she now in the morning she'll go out and like you know water the birds. She'll she'll put you know because the birds go in there and they'll splash all of the out of the bird bath. They'll splash all the water out of the bird bath. So she has to go up there and do it. So, but don't do it in the middle of the day. Uh, drink plenty of water, please. If you're working outside, 
pace yourself. I mean, review. I mean, there's heat safety rules all over the place, and we should actually we should actually post those. Yeah, things. and people don't realize like the if you actually have a heat stroke or any type of heat injury, that is something that affects you the rest of your life. Like, you get over mm. it, you heal, but you will have effects from that forever, and it makes you more susceptible to heat for the rest of your life. And people don't understand that, and we try it. That's why we have these heat advisories and excessive heat warnings. It's like, guys, we know it's hot, but there's reasons. It affects and your body. And it kills body. brain cells. And it, kill, it kills brain cells. Oh, and the majority of the people around here don't have that many brain cells. I mean, now to the be- whole world right now <laughs> needs to not lose any brain any more brain cells. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Griffin's ready to ready, ready I think to our play. kids are done. I mean, hey, I'm impressed they've made it this far. That's great, and we you know what we're actually at the end of the podcast, so that's really right. good. He made oh, it all the way okay. to the end before he lost it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Poor no. kid. Well, Corey, I feel the same. I don't know. I hear it too. Well, I guess it's almost time to wrap this up. Do you have anything else you want to add? I do not. You do not. Oh, so okay. So I guess it's, I didn't have much this time. You didn't have much. Well, yeah, everything's going on this time, but uh, I think we covered everything. I'll. I think everything. So, okay, Sherry, you got anything else to add before we before we close I this have up? A crying child. So okay, nope, I'm good. Well, you go to the crying child. We're gonna wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>